0: Hi, welcome to My Creativity. Podcast about being creative and producing output. I'm your host, Sari. I reveal how I work, my projects, my process, well, my creativity, from planning and goal setting to how I stay accountable for my output to the way ideas pop into my head and the frameworks I use to stimulate my creativity. Now, each week, I go over my last week's goals, and at the end of the episode, I give you some new goals that I'm intending to achieve. This is all part of my accountability and goal setting process and also an attempt to set a bit of a, uh, what do you call it, an example of how to move forward with productivity according to my philosophy of planning and goal setting. So I'm in March now which means some new March goals and these have come down from my larger overall strategic goals. Now, I've had a recent revise, a revision, I guess, with my wife and business partner and life partner about where Gravity Undone is going and what these goals should be. And I've I've brought it back a little bit. I need to establish... So this year is going to be all about establishing a brand and building up awareness. Very important. I think I was getting a little bit ahead of myself... And I need to dial it back and just really, really make it so that Gravity Undone becomes something that as many people as possible are aware of and they understand what I'm all about. So, given that, my March goals then are to continue posting my blogs. They've been quite successful so far, which is nice. I've done three of them and I'm getting some good hits increased on my site. That means more people are being exposed to the sorts of work I do and what I'm about. I just need more of that. I need to update my social media. So that is, I need to make sure that I continue to support my blogs with social media posts. They've been getting good report. My Twitter feed, I've been putting in what I like to think is valuable tweets, which actually have uh, some sort of information or something to, to think about. And also a link to my blog. And I've been getting people liking, retweeting, and these are people who are not my first order friends, if you will, but rather friends of friends and so forth. The number of followers I have has increased mildly, probably about, I've gained about 20 new followers in the past three, four weeks, which is nice. You can get followers faster, but I'm looking for genuine followers—people who are following me because they like what I'm saying and doing. And there's no point in me doing, you know, participating in follow trains, or basically begging for followers, or buying followers or anything crazy like that. Because I want people that want to hear from me. And that's—that's a that's criteria I use when I follow people: is there people I like hearing from? They—they they give me something uh, to think about or to understand or, or a new point of view. It's great. So, continuing my March goals then, I'm continuing to write this How to Write a Novel. I'm up to the second last chapter now, the actual publishing part. Now the final chapter in this book is going to be something quite helpful, and it's something I can give a lot of insight into because, well, at least the technical side of things, because it's about an author presence. And something that is difficult for a lot of authors isn't uh, writing a bio, it isn't Telling people who they are, what they do, because they're writers, they know how to tell a story. But rather, it's what are the technical processes? What the hell is a website really? And what is a? How's it different from a host versus an email host versus a domain name versus HTTP, HTTPS? How does all of that interact and and relate? And how can I use that knowledge? Or how can a, a writer use that knowledge to? give themselves the sort of an optimal online presence. That's what the last chapter is all about. Uh, So I can combine my marketing degree with my computing degree and uh, help. I'm also going to write a short story in March. And this is uh, because short stories are cool, but also because I am writing this How to Write a Novel. And in there I have this stepwise approach to breaking down story and plot and word counts and um, the different plot points and structure within a plot and what would be really helpful I think is if I produced a short story in which I could show my worksheets of how I've gone through the outlining process and also then show the different parts of the plot and how they relate to a real story that can be consumed in a, you know maybe a half hour reading session. Because obviously you could go through a novel, but novels are often quite a bit more complicated and longer. They are more complicated and longer, that's one of the definitions. So last week, last week's goals, running 5km and 10km. Uh, it turns out I didn't do that this weekend, and that is simply because I went camping with the family instead. It was a long weekend here in sunny Perth, and... We went down south and went camping. It was fantastic. I learnt to drop into a bowl and carve around in that and have uh, fun. That's skateboarding terminology. So that's, yeah, I'll have to wait for next weekend. Uh, more of how to write a novel. I said I'm up to the second to last chapter now. It's about 35 40,000 words in. Send out exit plan to my voice actors. Yes, my voice actors for exit plan audio drama. If you've not caught up on that, uh, do so. There is some excellent voice acting in there by some talented people, and they've they've done their best to make my script work. <coughs> and so, as as uh, you know, as I can't afford to really pay them what they're worth, I can afford to send them out copies of my books. And I suppose it's a nice keepsake. They were in the audio drama and now they've got the novels. Uh, Hopefully they read them and enjoy them. We'll see. Uh, So this week, I want to talk about short stories because I will be writing short stories. And I've been digging through my old workbooks, previous uh, writings I've done on short stories. And they're very interesting. One of the main things that is interesting about short stories, I think, is particularly when you're talking about, say, fantasy or science fiction short stories, a lot of, uh, particularly fantasy short stories, get something quite wrong. What they get wrong is they're usually written by authors who are writing a, a small adventure or a vignette from their larger epic work. And that in itself is not an error. That can be very excellent. The error lies in having the short story not being standalone from the main novel. Now if you want to submit a short story to the world as something like maybe a taster for your writing, something to interest people, then you have to have your short story as a standalone, able to be consumed by someone with zero knowledge of your world. And this is what brings the really interesting part about short stories. You've got to build a world for them. As I said, science fiction and fantasy in particular. Because if you set it in a relatively present-day modern city, there's not a lot you've got to do to set things up. Because people can just go on a Google Earth and have a look, or they can uh, rely on their experience or, or whatever. But if it's a science fiction universe set on another planet, or has wildly different technologies, or it's a fantasy with magic and monsters and so forth, you need to do some world building. And in short stories, it is it is a really important to make every sentence count, because you've got such a limited number. If you're looking at a science fiction novel, you might be looking at 100,000 words, 450, 500 pages, depending on how you want to set these up but a bit about that range. A short story you might be looking at 2000 words, 4000 words which could be 10 pages and in that space you have to convey all the necessary setting of the world in order to set up uh, an encounter or an event or some sort of uh, plot point occurrence and a finale which means that you've got to make these sentences really work. In a novel, sentences, you sh- they should be working, but they're, they're working in support of paragraphs and pages and chapters. You could have, uh, and I've seen this done, entire chapters of just groundwork and, and world building. And it's not for another couple of chapters later, you know, maybe 10, 15,000 words later, that part of that world building gets used. And it becomes important, you know, there's a link there. Short stories, you can't. And so you end up with having to be able to tell as many things about your world in each setup sentence. And that's a really cool challenge. And it's something to really think about. That Your word choice, your ordering, the sort of uh, mood you convey, all of that is going to paint a picture. And there's a really great example of short stories and i'm sure you've probably heard of it before uh it's uh about shoes for sale just a moment yeah this is the one there's even a wikipedia page on it ernest hemingway that's the fellow. i, I really didn't want to say this guy's name i thought i was going i said thomas Dick? no was it samuel no anyway ernest hemingway supposedly although it's I don't know. It's probably not Ernest Hemingway, but he's a great name anyway. It's a six-word short story, which is for sale. Baby shoes never worn. And it could just be because a guy has much bigger feet. But those six words are revealed as such a a great... You know, they're, sorry, they, they're, they're thought of as such a, a great short story because there's... So many images, ideas and emotions that could be brought up about that. You know, baby shoes, you know, there's, there's certain connotations about babies and their cute little feet and why you might own a pair of baby shoes, particularly if they've never been worn. You know, what what's the story there? Why did you buy them in the first place? Why have they not been worn? Why are you selling them now? So in those six words, one little sentence, a whole... A whole backstory has been created. And in a short story, that's the sort of thing you need to do. And That's why I really love the challenge of writing short stories. Because it's particularly important when you're trying to convey a fantasy world where maybe there's uh, dragons involved and maybe you know, you've got to set up. Do they have a feudal system? Is it sort of a... Evocative of a Western European style medieval setting, or is it an earlier sort of hunter-gatherer subsistence type setting, or is it an Eastern, um, you know, or African setting? And you've got to you've got to be so efficient with your words. It's fantastic, and this for sale, baby shoes never worn story is the sentence that I always think of when I think of trying to create these worlds. You can well imagine that in your short story. You could have like a little intro to a character or to a situation. And you need to be able to pack it full. So anyway, I'm going to be writing these short stories. Another thing about short stories is focus. With novels, it's very easy to have multiple characters, uh, chapter by chapter, going through different points of view. Uh, I mean, that's a great way of revealing a rich, interwoven world, is to do, I mean, Game of Thrones does it. Uh, the the novels, of course, although obviously the story does, the, the TV show does too, but uh, Wheel of Time does it. To an extent, uh, the Belgariad by David Eddings does it not so much but a little bit and you know it lets you paint a very big world and you can take your time and and explore things when you're doing a short story trying to have multiple points of view is very difficult almost pointless because you just don't have enough time to, to develop anything so again you've got to have sentences that tell you so much about the world you've got to have characters who are Really on point and everything you say about them and everything they do and everything they think and everything about that character is focused on the um, climax or the, the peak, the, the necessary lesson that your short story is telling. And then your ending and your finale likewise has to be so focused on that theme or whatever, whatever you're trying to get across to the reader. And bring this back to the start, then that's why it's so difficult to set a short story in one of your pre-existing worlds. Because if you're trying to let that short story out as some sort of uh, a way of introducing people, it's really hard to to remember what you have and haven't included in the short story and what's in the novel. And it's fine if people have read the novel and there's like bonus short stories to Fill in the gaps between the first book and second book, for example. You've got to expect that you're building on the world created by the novel. But the danger here is uh, people will release their short story for a a competition or to be published in a magazine, and you're a bit blinded, the author is a bit blinded by the fact that the people reading or assessing the short story have not read the novels and don't know what's going on. And well, there you go. So, writing this novel, uh, writing these short stories, what am I going to do? And the reason I'm talking about all of this is because I'm going to be writing these short stories in support of and involved in my existing worlds, if you will. So, I'm gonna, I am I haven't chosen exactly what I'm going to write it on, but I do have exit plan. I'm, gonna, I'm thinking of maybe a, a short story set in that sort of universe. Uh, it won't involve the same characters. It'll be its own thing. Maybe a uh, a story set in one of my other yet to be completed and published novels. Uh, one's a, you know, like an epic fantasy, and ones uh, and two others are, are similar to Exit Plan in many ways. And, and I'm kind of thinking that maybe I'll overlap their universes. You know, get a whole you know uh, Marvel cinematic universe in going would it be the gravity undone urban fantasy universe or something. And so now I, I have to really concentrate then and keep focused and not and not just allow uh, my knowledge of the universe to blind me to the fact that anyone reading it will not know about it. And I hope I hope my show my working out and my outlining and how I step through and how a story is broken down into the the, the plot points that I, I'm putting in my book. I'm hoping that's gonna be useful for people. Because the main point of writing this book and doing all this is I want to see more excellent stories that I want to read. I can't write them all. I don't have enough time. So I'm hoping to inspire and help other people to write the stuff that I want to write, read. And that's going to be cool. Okay, what am I doing over this coming week? Well, my blog post. I've got another blog post I've got to do up. This will be my fourth in my series which is sort of roughly supporting my how to write a novel point of view. Coming up after that, I've got some urban fantasy, exit planning type of blog posts. i take a slightly different tact. Uh, and then I've got some, uh, I believe I've got some science fiction ones coming up. Uh, the social media support. So again, blog post goes out. I've got to then have supporting posts which make people interested in the blog and but provide information on their own. I'm going to continue my running goals of 5 and 10 kilometers. I'm doing that until I'm running that 10 kilometers comfortably. It's still taking a bit. And I've got to update the blurbs of my books. In the process of sending my novels out to people, I went and read through the blurbs I've got on Amazon and they're okay, but there's just one or two little bits uh, I need to update Having done some research for my own, how to write a novel, and you know, going through, oh, this is how you write a blurb, and I'm you know, researching across three or four different people uh, putting their input, and then I'm using my own blurb as an example, and I realised that, oops, it fell short. Uh, so I've got to eat my own dog food, update the blurbs. In the meantime, I hope everyone has a real good think about short stories. And see ya!